Love Girls Magazine is a multimedia platform. Our mission is to give girls a safe place to tell their stories and use their voices. And I really do think that images, creativity, art, stories can change people's lives. We're just a platform. We're just the microphone. You let them tell their story. And that validation sometimes is that last piece that you need to really be like, I am worthy. You got this, girl. Love Girls, the podcast is all about storytelling and empowerment. Our mission is to share a space for women and girls to talk about the stuff that matters to them most. Love speaks to the support we give each other as we search for our own path to success. L, we can lead the way. O, overcome barriers. V, value each other. E, and empower each other. That's love. Because every girl has a story. And our stories matter. Hello everyone, my name is Mariah Martinez. I am a junior at Upper Iowa University, an elementary education major. Hey guys, this is Delasia Dixon. I'm 15 years old and a student at Central High School. Hello, my name is Kyla. I'm 13 years old and homeschooled. Hi, my name is Aviana. I'm 12 years old and I'm in sixth grade and I go to Eisenhower Elementary. Hello, my name is Teresa Babers and I am president of the board for Love Girls Magazine. I am also a volunteer mentor and in theory a co-founder because the founder is none other than my daughter, Jasmine Babers. 2022 marks the 10-year anniversary of Love Girls Magazine, and let me tell you, it has been a spectacular year. Love Girls Magazine founder Jasmine Babers was selected as a L'Oreal Paris Women of Worth honoree for her volunteer work. And, you know, I just want to say, I guess I'll just have a little proud mom moment here that Jasmine has designed nearly every cover, laid out nearly every magazine, been at every event, starting at the young age of 15 years old. And we are very proud of her. Um, Her efforts has won her this honor, but also it is an honor for the magazine. Uh, for all of the girls who have ever told their stories, um, who have come to our Girls on Fire Storytelling Conference, have been honored at our Love Awards. Um, And so uh, we're proud of the magazine and we're proud of Jasmine. Today we're talking about the manifestation of dreams and all of the behind the scenes details at this star-studded gala which took place in LA. So, Please welcome our special guest today, Jasmine Babers. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm back on the podcast. It's so good to be here. Yes, the one and only Jasmine Babers. You are actually the original host of Love Girls, the podcast, so it is good to have you back. (laughs) No, it's good to be back. Yeah, I was on the first season with um, Michaela Hushaw, and since then, you know, the the younger talent, the better talent, the young women who are on the podcast today have taken the podcast and ran with it. And I just, 
I really enjoy listening to each episode and hearing their points of view. And so I'm, I'm excited to be back as a guest. This is a little bit different for me. We are excited to have you. And it's been a long tradition of Love Girls, the podcast, to get started with a little bit of an icebreaker. So if you don't mind, we are going to play Would You Rather. Okay, I love games. Okay, so first, would you rather be rich or would you rather be famous? Um, I would rather be famous because uh, you can like you can like be rich with your famousness, and I feel like it'd be cool that way. So, I feel like that's a good question. I think I would rather be rich because when you're famous, you know, people are really interested in like the ins and outs of your private life, and I love privacy. So I I'll just take the money. For me, I personally don't think I'd want to be famous so if I was rich I think that'd be enough for me because then I'd be able to live the life that I want. Next question would you rather be a movie star or a music icon? I would rather be a movie star because later down the line people of different generations could always go back and watch those movies yeah, see, I'm thinking about it because I always am like, ooh, like, what if I was Beyonce, you know, but I can't sing. And I'm trying to figure out which career <laughs> is more strenuous. I feel like, I feel like with touring and like constantly having to think of like lyrics and constantly having to like put out music feels like a, a heavier toll than getting a script and playing a role. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say movie star. I have to agree that I would probably be a movie star. I have always loved the arts, and if I didn't go into the world of education, I probably would have went into the arts. I also can't sing, but we all know that Jasmine goes by Beyonce anyways, so she would rock at both worlds. Last question, would you rather live in New York or LA? Um, I'd rather live in New York because I just like big cities and stuff, and so I feel like New York would be my choice. I think... LA because I've seen a lot of huge houses or like mansions and stuff and I have house fever sometimes so it's like a dream to buy a mansion and just live in it by myself so I would probably move to LA if I had the choice. Brooklyn is just I mean a very special place I mean Harlem, the Queens, Manhattan I just, I feel like I'm a big city gal, so I'm gonna say New York. I would have to agree with you. I have been to both, and actually I got the opportunity to visit New York for the first time because of Love Girls Magazine. We were on the Harry Connick Jr. show. I got to surprise Michaela Hughshaw and thank her for giving me the strength to tell my own story. So it, it just brings back such good memories. And um, to stand there in Times Square with Jasmine and Michaela is one of those altering, life-changing moments. Well, the L'Oreal celebration has a goal to make honorees feel like celebrities. Let's find out if they succeeded. So Jasmine, we have some questions for you. We want to know all the juicy details. What celebrities were present? Were you able to meet anyone up close and personal? So to start kind of from the beginning, L'Oreal has done a really, really good job at living their mission of, you know, because they're worth it or because you're worth it. And it started 
when, you know, they were like, we're going to have HBO come to your hometown and shoot you all. Even just that experience, that meant a lot to me when, you know, they sent their camera crew and, you know, they came to the studio because I me, myself, and my mom and my dad all got to go to L.A., but a lot of other volunteers and a lot of other people who participate um, in the magazine and volunteer their time and their efforts for the magazine, they got to be a part of that experience, too, and I think it made everybody feel special. So that was a really nice touch, and I know that it was to capture content, um, for their videos, but it was a good bonus for us because, you know, we got to see the cameras and we got to, you know, be a part of what felt really big and fun. And so I want to give kudos for that. That was special. But LA, going to LA, the, the gala, it was amazing. We got flewed out, <laughs> as they say. Um, I got to bring two people with me. So I brought my parents, my mom and my dad. And we stayed at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, which made me feel real, real bougie. I remember on stage, um, one of the honorees, she was like, I'm a season and a half at best. So the Four Seasons, I don't know how I got here. That made us all feel like movie stars. And at the gala, there were a ton of different, like, influencers who live in L.A. But there was also, like actual like stars like the dad from shameless um his name is frank on the show but in real life his name is bill and he sat right next to me and he's like hey i'm bill i'm like yeah i'm jasmine and he he actually thought that we had met before but we hadn't and he's like oh i'm so sorry i'm like oh no it's chill you know it made me feel nice that you thought you knew who i was um, that was funny. And, you know, Camila Cabello was there. She was actually the moderator to our panel. So it was myself, um, Shannon, and Jeannie, who were a part of the mental health panel. And Camilla actually interviewed us on stage. That was wild to me. She introduced me. She said my name. You know, it's like, oh, Camila Cabello knows who I am. When Jasmine Babers was a teen, she founded a magazine at her high school to prompt confidence in her friends. This was the beginning of Love Girls Magazine, a way to empower young women through self-love, social justice, and self-worth. Um, she talked about the magazine, which felt really special to hear her um, talk about how we empower young women and to share our story with the audience and on the video. Um, I sat right next to her, um, the recording artist and Grammy award winner, her, uh, was at our table in between myself and Anna, another honoree. And she was so thoughtful. She was so kind and down to earth. She told me stories about, you know, how she got into music and about her childhood and her father. Um, so yeah, it was really special. There, I mean, Helen Marin was there. There was, there was a ton of people. Um, Aja Naomi King was there. She was a moderator as well. It was, it was fabulous. I definitely felt very special like a celebrity. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to put it in perspective for the young people who are joining us today. I took a look at Camila Cabello's Instagram. And she has 65 million followers. I was impressed. I think that's more than Oprah. 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Well, Camila Cabello was a part of Fifth Harmony, which is one of the best-selling girl groups of all time. And that's really how she got her start. And then she broke off in her solo career. Um, So, yeah, she's been around for a while. She is like a major pop star. So the question I have is, how were you notified that you were going to get this honor? Like, did you believe it was real? (laughs) Yeah, it's a funny story because I have known about the L'Oreal Paris Women of Worth Award for a really long time. Our third ever cover girl from the Quad Cities, her name is Sarah Conk. She was a L'Oreal Paris Woman of Worth honoree. And I remember interviewing her. And while we were talking, she was like, yeah, I won this award. Um, You know, they're giving $10,000. It was $10,000 at the time. And it was a huge honor. And I remember me and my mom talked about it after. And we were like, that's awesome. Like, maybe one day, you know, we could could apply for that and we we could win that. And earlier this year, when I found out I was nominated, it was actually because my mom ended up nominating me and it felt like a really full circle moment for myself and I think for her um, to go from hearing about it from one of our cover girls who I really looked up to and I thought she was so cool and so accomplished and then just a few years later having that honor myself it felt really special and especially because it was with my mom and my mom nominated me so it gives me all the feels. How do you feel, Mom? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I was telling the girls earlier that it's this full circle moment. And to be able to see, like, these were notes in your notebook and then to actually see that come to fruition. It's pretty exciting when you're sitting on the sidelines and watching that. When you were at the event, did you feel like a celebrity? I did. I, well, I felt like I was surrounded by celebrities, and that made me feel really special. It's also like we know at the magazine how it feels to be honored because our mission really is to make girls feel special, give them a place to tell their stories, give them a platform. And that's one of the reasons why we started the Love Awards in the first place, was to kind of replicate that feeling of validation and love and support that you get when you receive a big-time award. Having another one of those experiences where people – saw how hard we were working as an organization and said, you know what, this is special, this is important, let's put money and resources behind them so that they can continue to, you know, move and grow. Like, that felt really special to me. And then, I mean, like, I'm sitting next to her, you know, like, I'm calling her by name. I'm like, oh, Gabriella, you know, like, who am I to call her Gabriella? It was funny, and it felt Um, like one of those moments that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I actually have this small little purple Polaroid camera. I love taking pictures on my Polaroid and putting them in my little pink album. And I was like, you know, Gabriella, do you think we could take a picture? And she saw my Polaroid. She's like, oh, I love Polaroid pictures. Absolutely. 
And so, yes, I have a Polaroid picture with her. I don't know if I will ever take another. So you're trying to tell me I'm in the same photo album as her? I know. I I can't get over it. It's like one of my favorite Polaroid photos I've ever taken. Probably will always be. What are your hopes and dreams for the future of the magazine? Mm, I love that question, but I would love to hear from you guys first about what your hopes and dreams are. Because what I've come to learn about the magazine, I've always had a vision for it. I've always cared deeply about the girls in my community and wanting people to feel good about themselves. And the magazine really started as like, a support group of sorts where, you know, friends from high school could come together in the library and talk about things that were important to them and write art, like write articles about each other and, you know, feel really empowered to share their stories. And as the years have gone by, so many people have touched this project and so many people have put their own thoughts and ideas into Love Girls magazine that I really, it's really hard for me to take complete ownership of the vision. I always have ideas. I'm always willing to share them. But Love Girls magazine is for girls by girls. And as I get older, I'm really, really interested in hearing what young women see for the magazine. So I would love to, you know, flip the script a little bit and (laughs) put back on my interviewer hat and just hear a little bit about what you guys see for Love Girls Magazine and, you know, what you dream that the organization would be and turn into. That's actually a great question. And for me, I feel like um, the summer camps and, like, going to the schools and working with schools to... Um, have Love Girls events as field trips for the girls. I think that's really cool, and that's what um, you can get huge audiences from and, like, find girls to join. So I think we should continue that to keep it going. I think it would be cool if we, like, try to help certain girls get out of low situations, like, if we can work with more less fortunate people, them getting experience and like having skills that could get them in careers, I feel like that would help them. And also, I I really want to stay with Love Girls. So I think I could, I don't know, I see myself in a place like Mariah. I feel like that's the level that I want to get to. Because I really look up to her. Thank you. As someone who's grown up in the magazine, I started at 13 years old um, over the past almost eight years, has been such a pivotal role on who I am as Mariah today. I will say this professional development organization has strengthened me in many aspects, not only in the multimedia world, but in communications, um, self-worth, and just finding my niche. Um, I realize I love working with girls. I do that as my job now as an educator. Where do I see the magazine? I would love a little bit more community support. 
And we have such, such amazing support. But I mean, getting a little bit more women to mentor our young girls. Well, before we wrap up, um, I want to um, ask Jasmine um, about vision boards. I know that you always did these when you were the girls' ages here. And um, I'm interested if you're still doing vision boards and what you feel about that whole process of like writing it down and seeing it come true, I guess, for lack of better words. Yeah. I love vision boards. I love thinking about like the future. Um, I love like planning and setting goals for myself. And I think that I think that it's a great time for people to really sit down and dream big about their lives and like what they want to do, who they want to be. I wrote down becoming a L'Oreal Paris woman of worth years ago. In one of my journals, like my mom mentioned, I heard Sarah talk about it and I wrote it down. And, you know, it took a few years, but I kind of put that out in the universe and it came true. And a lot of people will call that manifesting. I think that when you put your dreams on a board or write them out in a journal, you are setting up, you're setting something off in your consciousness about who you want to be and what you want to accomplish. And then when you look at it every day, you're reminded. So even if it's not at the forefront of your mind, having something that you've made intentionally and putting it out in the universe is always a good thing. I'm working on my vision board right now. I recently got engaged, and so now I'm forcing my fiance to also work on vision boards. Not forcing, he likes it. (laughs) But it is um, something that I really believe in. Even, I always say like, having a direction to move towards is always a better idea than winging it. I think that for me, I, think of the biggest, most grand, most imaginative life that I could possibly think of and write that down. And it's always with this idea that, you know, shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars. I feel like if you're religious or if you're not religious, I like the universe or God, um, I feel like God will always put me exactly where I'm supposed to be, but I have to um, walk with him and take that initiative. So I just encourage people to write your dreams down. I do it every year, sometimes even every month, but I live by a good vision board. Yes, ma'am, I do. And we do appreciate that because the girls actually had an opportunity at our annual Girls on Fire this year to do vision boards. And we got to talk with the girls about where they want to go um, and write letters to themselves. So I love that you even said this because we bring these opportunities to girls annually. Yeah, and I I was just thinking, did you tell me that you put a puppy on your vision board? For my 2022 vision board, it says get a puppy. And I had a puppy on my um, scrapbook vision board and I was not planning on getting Zora specifically, but she kind of just fell into my lap. 
Um, my mom and dad called me up one day. They're like, we're getting your sister a puppy. Um, he's a boy. He has a sister. They kind of want to keep them together. Do you want a dog? And I was like, look at God. Look at manifestation, you know? <laughs> so it works. I, I'm a true believer that it works. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming here today. It has been a pleasure to talk with you. Um, L'Oreal Woman of Worth honoree, founder, Beyonce lover. I mean, the list goes on. You were just a fantastic woman to work with and to learn with. And we thank you so much for having you on. I really appreciate you all. I love listening to Love Growth, the podcast. I'm so incredibly proud of all of you. You're doing amazing work. Um, yeah, keep it up. And I really love you all. So thank you. Jeannie Lobato will be the next guest on Love Girls, the podcast. She is the founder of an art program for youth who have experienced trauma called Draw Change. She is also a L'Oreal Paris Woman of Worth honoree. Until next time, because every girl has a story.